Hello and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about St. John Henry Newman's definition of a gentleman. But first, a word from our sponsor. CMF Curo is a Catholic healthcare ministry that provides families nationwide with a better solution centered around the whole health, spirit, mind, and body. CMF Curo partners with one of the nation's leading health-sharing ministries so that its members can share their medical burdens in community. At CMF Curo, members also invest in their whole health with access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthcare.com to learn more about CMF Curo. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com. And we're back. Thank you for being here. You could be doing anything else, but you are listening to our podcast. So we thank you for that. And hopefully we do not disappoint. And if you're listening while doing something else, that's okay too. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. could be washing yeah. the dishes. I, I do folding clothes, folding clothes. Dude, I, I listen to our episodes while editing other episodes of us. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> that no, would I be, don't. That would be really confusing. Very, very I difficult. It's like props to you exactly. if you do that. No, um, talk about multitasking. I did not do that. <laughs> you know, that's what I miss about like not having a commute. Now that I work from home, is like I I would catch up on all my podcasts on my commute because it was like 40 minutes you can easily listen to an episode mm -hmm. so if you have to go to the office or ha have a commute we are here with you if you're stuck in traffic we are here for you um so today we um we decided to talk about um uh, saint john henry newman and um Before we, we get into the topic, okay, I have a question that, that maybe we can um, banter on. Is, do you guys think that the chivalry is dead? First of all, did I pronounce that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, you did, and I don't know. Might It's be on life hard. support. Mm -hmm. Might be on life support. That's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. See, like, I still do it, even if, you know... Some people think that it is antiquated. Like I, I think that the 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 first time that I experienced someone being put off by me, like holding doors, where I hold doors for anybody, not just women, um, was in 2012 when I moved here, and it was like with uh, people that I worked with. So I would hold the door for someone that would be like. Mm -hmm. Coming right behind me. So even though there's like six different doors that people can go in, I would just like make a point to like hold the door for whoever mm -hmm. was behind me. If you're like 10 yards away from me, I'm not yeah, going to hold no, the door, right? But what's that sweet spot though? I think Matt Walsh had like a thing on it because he's like really? super antisocial and he was saying, I don't want to hold the door open for somebody that's like, that has to sprint or no, the other way around. I don't want you to hold the door open for me if I'm not even close enough to the door, because then you force me to start sprinting towards the door and make, yeah. make it awkward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
It's like three Mississippis. <laughs> exactly. Would be the measure, <laughs> yeah. right? Or, yeah, or don't like do that. Between three and four, that's a good, yeah. it's a good sweet spot. And you know, you, you get the arguments like, well, I can open the door for myself. And I was like, well, yeah, I know that you are capable of it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. Correct. Know? Accept my niceness. Uh, my niceness, you know? I don't know. I I still do it as uh, you know. I I am a big fan of gifting my wife flowers, but I don't do it on the dates that you're supposed to give flowers. I I Just like randomly to, at random. Mm-hmm. That's good because mm-hmm. then it's like you go to you go to do a Costco run and you buy a bouquet of flowers, and she's expecting cheese slices and coffee. And she gets cheese slices, coffee, and flowers. You know, you get yeah, you get brownie bonus. points there. Mm. That's a bonus. So take note, guys. Take yeah. note. Uh, yeah, when when you said if it's when I said it's on life support, it didn't it didn't necessarily mean me. I think like well, at large, yeah. you know. Well, but yeah. just giving yeah. examples of uh-huh. well, I'm, I'm trying to bring it back. And it's also like yeah, little things, like when we go up for confet for confession for communion mm-hmm. mass. Like warn the pew. Like if I'm closest to the edge of the pew, mm-hmm. I'll like go it. out first. I back up and then yeah. I let Naya yeah. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. like little too. things like that. Okay, you know? so mm-hmm. let's say that you're on a date with your wife, and you're walking on uh, Old Town Scottsdale. Do you walk on the outside of outside. the street? Mm-hmm. Yep. See, yeah. Mm-hmm. Deanna was like, "Why are you walking?" Because I make I move her to the inside of the street, but because mm-hmm. my dad taught me that. Mm-hmm. You walk on the outside, correct? You know, and it's not like she's clumsy and she's gonna go into traffic. Yeah, you know. Um, Do I forget sometimes? Maybe sometimes, but then then I remember my, and then I just Mm yes swivel Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the other side. (laughs) Also, guys, if you're dating, pay pay for the for dinner. Pick up the check. You need to actually say that right now, right? Because. It's weird that guys don't do that just automatically. You know, I was a jerk when I was dating. Really? Yeah. Like I would <laughs> it like comes out. split checks or like we, I remember vividly. If you used to date Walter, please call in and I'm just kidding. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> ya lo pasado, pasado. Um, or, you know, this is like, era bien cabrón, fíjate. Uh, I would go to, uh, restaurants where you would like pay at the cashier and then get your food uh-huh. so i would let them go first in order their like food. For, a d- for a date date well it was like a coffee shop it was like a coffee date still but though, then it's I like it's... okay yeah ladies first you know mm. it's awful i'm not that man <laughs> and i'm not proud of 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 that so you've what changed I'm, though you've i've changed, changed. i've yeah. changed so um <laughs> I'm just glad I, like, I just didn't just date a whole lot. Myself. You know, I'm so happy that I'm not dating anymore. Oh yeah, it would be pretty That's tough I, right now. Same. Um, so, if, if, if men out there and women out there, if, if if you all are in the dating process, don't lose hope. Um, pray for your future spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who are in the market, maybe today uh, you'll get some pointers on how to be a gentleman. Um, we, we're going to talk about, um, well, first of all, if you don't know who St. John Henry Newman is, uh, John 
Cardinal Newman. Um, he was a uh, 19th century English theologian, scholar, and poet. Um, he was an Anglican priest, then converted to Catholicism, and then um, he turned um, into a cardinal. Um, he was beatified by Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI on September 19, 10, uh, 2010, and he was canonized by Pope Francis on October 13, 2019. So, brand new saint of the Catholic Church. He was one of the leaders of the Oxford Movement, and I didn't know this, but they um, th this group of, uh, of people in the Anglican Church, they wished to return to the... Um, to many Catholic beliefs and, and liturgical rituals from before the English Reformation. So um, in 1845, he left the Church of England, and, um, and briefly after that, he was ordained a priest in the Catholic Church. And then um, our topic for today, the definition of a gentleman comes um, from a book that he wrote in 1852 called The Idea of a University. Um, which is a series of lectures that they pretty much argue that the primary purpose of a university is to develop the mind, not to dispense information, which, you know, that was 1852, but you see how universities have warped so much today that, uh, you know, yeah, that size <laughs> like says it all. Um, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Uh, so one of the um, the essays inside of the book is called The Definition of a Gentleman, which is what we're going to talk about today. And um, first off, uh, the, I mean, the, the only thing that I was familiar with Cardinal John Henry Newman was the Newman Centers. Mm -hmm, same. Mm -hmm. So that was the, the only... Which is sad because I wish that I knew more about him since that's a big deal. Like having pretty much every Newman Center in, in the any, U.S. Mm-hmm named after yeah. somebody that's a big deal and um the the thing with i think he was the the rector of the um the catholic university in dublin ireland if i remember correctly so he was really a scholar and that like to me um it's very close to my heart because i'm a nerd i think <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find the definition of a gentleman um, on the internet. You can probably download a, a PDF with it um, if you want to give it a read. It's like a couple pages long. Um, but today, I uh, I shared with with Gustavo and Ivan um, my my notes on that. So we'll we'll just go over a few of the points that he makes in the document, and then bounce back and forth um, with commentary on on what we think about it. So in the in the first paragraph, like right off the bat, he says that a a gentleman is one who never inflicts pain. Mm. And I'm already like, okay, well, like, dang it, I failed. Yeah, strike one today, right? like five <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I I know that we have um, talked in the podcast about you know struggling with with anger. Um, at least with Stalin myself. <laughs> no, you you said so, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, uh, I think that, that inflicting pain sometimes is like a natural response to like the anger that you can feel. So now, um, being a gentleman and not, not inflicting pain, um, seems like a tall order, at least in my book. Um, I, I like that though, because it's not, 
It doesn't hold back punches. Mm. It doesn't say, oh, be careful not to say the wrong thing. Like, no, don't cause somebody to hurt mm. because of yeah. your whatever you are. Yeah. Be better for somebody else. That's pretty much what I get from it. You know, it says. Yeah. And right after that. Yeah. It says uh, that a gentleman is mainly occupied in removing the obstacles which hinder mm -hmm. the free and unembarrassed action about uh, of those about him. It's like not only not inflicting pain, but like removing removing obstacles uh -huh. from other people. And and I thought about this in the context of our families, right? For those who are married, um, that you are pretty much like. Um, I, I, I think of my, uh, of this, like I got this image of like the sweepers, you know, who are the sweepers at the Boston marathon? It's, it's, it's like a bunch of like older guys that they are all the way at the back of the group of, um, runners mm -hmm. and they are just like kicking, um, all the debris from, from like the, the water cups and everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. They just keep doing that. So, well, they're not really like removing the obstacles. They're cleanup crew, but that's probably a bad example. Better example today, um, Lucia is getting her molars as well. And um, the only way for her to be consoled was for me to carry her like a baby and sing to her. Um, and that was like a last resort. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was going to work. It was a Hail Mary completely. And she calmed down and I put it on the couch and gave her a blanket and her Minnie Mouse doll. And she was able to be okay for the rest of the afternoon. Um, and Deanna was like, I don't know what voodoo you did with her, but that completely worked. <laughs> so that removing of the obstacles of others. So, so they are, um, they are free and unembarrassed action. Um, that is like, well, You can make excuses for a lot of these things. Like, well, why am I going to remove obstacles from the, like, I'm not a bulldozer, you know, to like trail, um, trailblazer. Mm -hmm. um, But it's, it's about the little things. It's about the everyday things too. Oh yeah. It, like doing a load of laundry. If you have the time to do it, you know, just to un unload, pardon the pun, that from <laughs> your wife yeah. or, I don't know. Putting just, the kids down in bed. Exactly. Or Letting like taking wife. care of lunch uh, once. Yeah. You know, now that I've been uh, working from home as well, I've I've had an opportunity to be in the eye of the storm, you know, with, with Caro and, and homeschooling and everything that goes down with it and so many meals, so many snacks. <laughs> Dear God, so many snacks. Um, but that 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 is it. In, in the little details, it's about removing obstacles. You know, sometimes it's as simple as putting away the dishes and not letting them drain on top of the sink like I yeah. usually do. <laughs> it would be a great help for her because she doesn't have to do it like the following day or it's like if it's if you can do something that you know, you're like the flower thing or practical things like, I don't know, like arrange the towels because you know she likes the towels to take be arranged. Take the trash out. Take the trash out. Things like that without it being a thing. Don't expect to get applause from it either. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just something natural that that it should come uh, because you want to please the other person. You're putting their good before 
your pleasure or your own comfort, essentially. Right. What is that Mother Teresa uh, quote? Uh, Wash the cup, not because you have to, but because you love the person that's going to use it next. Mm -hmm. Something like that. I probably butchered it, but goes along those same same lines. Now, one thing that we need to um, consider is that this was written in the 19th century in like Victorian England. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, some people would say like, well, that's so dated, this and that. Um, but there are several things that we can still apply and, and bring it back um, to today's society because, I don't know, call us old fashioned, I guess. That's a pretty good cocktail as well. Yes. Um, let's let's move on to the the, the next part. Um, it says here that the true gentleman, in like manner, carefully avoids whether may whatever may cause a jar or a jolt in the minds of those with whom he is cast. All clashing of opinion or collision of feeling, all restraint or suspicion or gloom or resentment. His great concern being to make everyone at their ease and at home. Like, he he gives the example that you should be like an easy chair or a good fire. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> I thought that it was a very funny image. Dude. Like, you have, as a gentleman, you should make people feel at home when they are hanging out with you. It's like... You know, I was hanging out with Gustavo and Ivan, and it's as if I was sitting in a comfy chair in front of the fire. <laughs> who's the chair and who's the fire? <laughs> you pick. <laughs> Dave's on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that was a really that was a really cool image. Um, at least to me, because you know, like I'm going back to the same example that I um that I was saying about um bringing consolation to my daughter, um. Just, just being that, that force, and and kind of what Gustavo was saying as well is just that action of like loving the person that you are around um, intentionally, so they feel that warmth, um, that that um, comfort mm -hmm. from you, um, which you know it might take different um, manifestations depending on the kind of relationships that you have, I'm not going to carry everybody like a baby and sing to them on the street. Right. Well, <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that for sure. Yeah. That was, that's, I don't know if that's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to say that somebody wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it's also about like being that safe haven for your family. Right. Mm -hmm. like, that's what it makes me think about where, Lily, there were many, uh, many times where she doesn't do this anymore. And I realized it where, but when we were either somebody she's never met or with complete strangers and be like, Hey, Lily, say hi. And she like looks at the person and she just points at me or not yelling. She's like, like she'll point at me. She'll be like, Papa, like saying like, that's my dad. Mm -hmm. Like you better watch you out. You better watch out. Yeah. Like, if you He's try got to, my back. If you, if you try to like, pick me up and take me to so like that, that's my dad he's gonna mess you up <laughs> um but i realized that she doesn't do that anymore but what the first time that i experienced it i was like wow like that's 
Like she completely trusts me with everything, mm-hmm. you know. And she relies on you. For she relies too. on me for everything, mm-hmm. dude. That's that's that's, mm, that's amazing. So if that doesn't like make you feel really good, I don't, I don't know what will. Yeah, no, no kidding. And and more of the reason to be all of these things. And I know mm-hmm. we're gonna go through a lot more, mm-hmm. but especially with with us that have daughters, because yes. th- we want them to know that that's attainable absolutely that somebody yeah. can act that way if my dad was a gentleman exactly. my future spouse can be a gentleman too should mm-hmm. be and should and, be and they shouldn't accept anything less yeah you know? setting the yeah. standard baby so, yeah. thank you for correcting me should be yeah <laughs> yeah the 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 next paragraph over i was gonna just like link that idea talks about certain different um things that a gentleman should be It says he is tender, he is gentle, he is merciful, um, and 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 he's never uh, wearisome. That I, I some of these words I had to uh, look up. I didn't know that wearisome means causing one to feel tired or bored. Like mm-hmm. you don't bore people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that. I, I, I like, hope I this know. podcast is not wearisome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the word of the day is wearisome. I was, I was a little there. wearisome when I came in and Walter called me out. He's like, are you okay? You, <laughs> you look wearisome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, we are trying to make our English better looking. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're that. laughing because, you know, it's like Celia Cruz used to said, my English is not very good looking. So I started using that one. <laughs> and it always gets a chuckle. Celia, donde quiera que estés. Um, <laughs> azúcar, azúcar, dude, so good. We need Latin music, mm-hmm. you know. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. Okay, um, he never speaks of himself except when compelled. I was like, Yikes. humility, mm-hmm. humility, humility, humility. If you uh, haven't checked. Our episode on the 12 degrees of humility, season one, episode something towards the middle. Um, he has no ears for slander or gossip. Oof. That's big. I mean, I, I think that's more. I mean, no, I don't, I, I don't know if men gossip a lot. I do struggle with it. Really? With, especially with Diana. You know, we say that mm-hmm. the base of a good marriage is to have like people in common that you like hate their guts. There you go. No. But sometimes it's like I am trying to see the best in order like give the benefit of the doubt yeah. to people, right? Interpret everything for the best, as it mm-hmm. says like right in the next line. And sometimes you're sometimes you're mad, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, um Aquel way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's dead to me. <laughs> you know, Deanna tells me like so and so did this, and I'm like, they're dead to us. <laughs> you know? Which is an exaggeration. Um, but sometimes It it happens, or um, not to say that it's a good thing, but you know, there are probably like things in the people's marriages that have a dynamic. I'm saying it's the best. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, we're working progresses, guys. Okay. Um, how we are in time? I didn't even start a timer. We're good. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're like, going towards the the middle of the um, of the document um then in the in the next 
paragraph over says uh, that we should ever conduct ourselves towards our enemy as if he were one day to be our friend. Mm-hmm. And I highlighted this because just what I said just now is like someone wrongs you. Mm-hmm. The, the it's human for us to be like that donezo mm-hmm. we're, we're done with that person like we're never that's that's it bridge burn we're yeah. done but um this is a very interesting approach to conduct yourself towards your enemy as if one day he's going to be your friend and and i think that in this day and age right now specifically in the world that we are living everything is so polarized that it is very, very difficult to treat your enemy um, as if one day you will be friends because mm-hmm. it's you tell either... it to the Democrats and the Republicans and <laughs> see what they say to you. Right? <laughs> I mean, yes, I didn't want to get political, but it is a very good example. Or it, it, it's come to the point where either you blatantly accept every single thing that a group believes or you are a bigot, mm-hmm. or you don't love mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily true. Like there is no, it's not black and white. Yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. no debate now. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no, there's there's no dialogue. There's no civil discourse. It's just you yeah. pointing and you mm-hmm. do this. And, no, I get it. And character attacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're probably gonna get blasted because we just said that. But you know, so what it, it is. Such is life. Um, this ne- next paragraph, I'm just going to read it verbatim because it is really good. It says, um, he has too much good sense to be affronted at insults. He is too well employed to remember injuries and too indolent to bear malice. He is patient, forbearing, and resigned on philosophical principles. He submits to pain because it is inevitable to bereavement because it is irreparable, and to death because it is his destiny. I mean, come on. I feel like, that, I feel like that's the mic drop. It is. That should have been like the last mm-hmm. paragraph. Yeah, the last paragraph is like, you're going to see in the, in the next few paragraphs, there's like a big twist that I was not expecting, but well, we'll get to that in, in a minute. But just like not being affronted by an insult. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like someone insults you, especially being Mexicans, te calientas. Like See? you, you like react to it because it's human nature. I think. I mean, I don't know. You tell us. Send us a <laughs> message. Me like, no, no, no. If someone insults me, and I'm like, you know, as cool as a cucumber. Um, I've gotten better. I'll say that. I mean, not that people regularly insult me. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe I don't find out about it. Right. But I, I don't. I don't think it f- would phase me. It's just like okay. Well, that's your prerogative. But it has been completely elevated with social media. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody has a voice, and everybody has a platform. A platform, and sadly, there's not a lot of positivity going on it's mostly like the other kind mm. and 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 people really get affected by it and it's a real thing yeah um but 
not bearing malice. That's it, a hard one. Yeah, it, 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 it's like a theme, right? Of of um, just not inflicting pain and 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 being uh, patient and um, restrained. And um, th that's the part about submitting to pain. It's like we should be okay with pain because it's inevitable. Um, like right now, I feel like I'm in a stage of life where. Um, Well, we all three are that with 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 little kids specifically, um, they all demand a lot of attention from you as a parent, and it can be overwhelming at at times that you don't know. Like, there's no school for being a parent, mm -hmm. so there has been times this week where I'm like completely affected by all of the chaos that uh, that ensues around me especially like in the witching hour before bedtime you know where everybody is tired and and acting out uh, having meltdowns uh Gustavo knows what I'm talking about he's he's nodding uh um, no, I I I'm I'm laughing because you call it the witching hour <laughs> yeah it's the witching hour it's not that it's not a thing but <laughs> So like lean into the pain, right? Um, you can be like, oh, why is this happening to me? It's very difficult, but you know, yeah. it's part of life. Estovir, right? Yeah. Be a man. Mm -hmm. uh, lean into the discomfort, um, offer it up. And, and I'm saying this much to myself, I'm, as I'm saying this for anybody else who is listening. Like what, what they say, like suck it up, buttercup. Yep. <laughs> um, Uh, any comments on that one before we move on to the next one? No, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Okay. I like, you know, submits to pain. It's inev inevitable. Yeah. Uh, bereavement because it's irreparable and death because it's, it says destiny. It's just having this clarity of mind and, uh, and an acceptance to all these things that sometimes we can be so pinche terco. <laughs> and the, that that you just don't don't want it, you know. It's like you 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 become like that like that um uh tantrum kid is like no, I don't mm -hmm. want to feel pain. You and know? then after like five minutes, like you're like thinking about it, like damn, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's when it is. exactly that's when it hits me. It's like yeah, oh man, same. I dropped the ball big time. I dropped. It's either something that you said to your kids, something you said to your mm -hmm. wife, and then you're like. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Like I'll have like an argument with Nayeli and then obviously like we've all we've all through this like in el momento you think that you're the like you're, you're in, the, in the right. You're in the right and then you know you guys don't talk to, to each other for a while and then I'm like damn like I, it was my fault. Mm. And then I'm sorry. Love me. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um He is too clear-headed to be unjust. He is as simple as he is forcible and as brief as he is decisive. Too clear-headed to be unjust. So talking about the virtue of justice here. As simple as he is forcible, which to me, it, it sounds like being a man of action and being as brief as he is decisive. Again, it, it's a... Uh, 
concise, you know, a man of a few words. You, you don't want to be like mm -hmm. a babbling um, fool, you know? Dude, that was my grandpa. He would be, he was like this very like reserved man. And then you would go to him and then you would ask for advice and like you would talk for the longest time and then he would just sit there and then silence. And then he would say a few words. And you're like, oh. like a man, a few words, but like deep wise words. Mm. That's just reminds me of my grandpa. A gentleman. Candelario. Del cielo, don Cande. Tell me if I need to stop saying those kind of things. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just going to keep on going. Okay. So then um, where does it um, in this part? And this, then, then it moves on to say uh, that a gentleman knows the weakness of human reason as well as its strength, its province, and its limits. He... If he be an unbeliever, he will be too profound and large-minded to ridicule religion or to act against it. He is too wise to be a dogmatist or fanatic in his infidelity. So it takes like a deviation to be like, oh, wait, I mean, hold on. This is a Catholic cardinal talking about an atheist, basically, as mm -hmm. a gentleman. Um which sometimes, and I, and I think that this is something that I do, and I'm always trying to like see that the Catholic or religious context of, especially anyone who is like writing in the um, in the area of uh, manhood and or anything um, religious writings, but I haven't read the whole the idea of a university book. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you think that it was like a, a Catholic university, he would expect that that was his audience, except he addresses the gentleman as a non-believer. Um, that took me by surprise to, to say, okay, if he be an unbeliever, he will be too profound and large minded to ridicule religion. So even though you are a non-believer as a gentleman or someone is, they they still wouldn't ridicule religion and and i think that that is something that is not happening <laughs> right now it's like okay religion is like the opium of the crowds and mm -hmm. it's like the the pacifier for some people to cope with life um but we as catholics know that you know it is something that aligns our life towards a greater end which is eternal life with god in heaven Um, and, and that like dictates how we act and how we conduct ourselves in this life. Um, that, um, that part of, of, of respecting piety and devotion in other, um, institutions or in other, um, ministers of religion, um, that part, I think it is pretty lost in in our society right now and um we need to bring it back i can because mm -hmm. <laughs> this is like a, me advocating for for bringing back being more of a gentleman in, in in today's society oh it's needed because it's like you said it's the overall respect to the other yes it, it starts there 
No, yes. no society can exist if there's no respect for the human person. Mm-hmm. And we've lost that. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, um, instances again, and I bring it back to social media because it, it, people really hide behind it and treat others as if they weren't actual people with feelings that get hurt. Well, the thing is, like, they are behind a screen, right? Yeah, they, they're trolls, essentially, what you, they're called. Yeah, if you would tell it to a person to their face, you maybe wouldn't. They, you wouldn't, yeah. You would exactly. never do that. You you go to the comment section of whatever, and you would never imagine in a million years that somebody standing in front of you would tell you those things to your face. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it gets accentuated with social media. And yes, that translates into real life because they said, well, I'm this way in, in, on a platform, and I get a bunch of likes. So maybe I'll just be like this everywhere else. And, and that's where there's I no think consequence. There's no consequence, and then there's it just dilutes the whole concept of respect. It becomes all about you. It becomes all about what you want and what you like. And again, this goes completely against what uh, John Henry Newman was talking about because, it's like, you got to do for the other. You know, please the other. You gotta uh, uh, make the other one feel feel warm. There's no none of that, right? Yeah, yeah or very little of it. More of a who can we attack that is mm-hmm. not singing our tune. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, and I thought that it was um, interesting that he says that if an unbeliever, um, if he's not a Christian, his religion is one of imagination and sentiment. It is the embodiment of those ideas of the sublime, majestic, and beautiful. Um, and I was like, well, yeah, the embodiment of the sublime, majestic, and beautiful for us is God. And, and it's as simple as that. As simple as that. We we have someone who is the sublime, the majestic, and the beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so check, check, check. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it it keeps on talking about um how the um the deduction of the reason um makes the occasion of such excellent thoughts um because i don't know about you guys but i think that um having excellent thoughts can be kind of an expression of the way that I see it, of, of like um, prayer. Um, having these these uh, thoughts of awe to say, you know, I, I was loved into existence by God. It, it, if, if you start pondering all of those things of, um, it's very philosophical. Like, why am I here? What is the the purpose that I was created for? And answering that through our vocation as fathers and, and husbands and participating in our community and being good Christians and, you know, whatever we are trying to do with Barbato's Catholic podcast, um, those, um, those occasions of excellent thoughts. Um, it is something that sounds lofty, but not because it sounds lofty means that you shouldn't um, think big. I mean, there's like magnanimity, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's that's what it led me to. 
That's deep. <laughs> went deep for that I got, one. I, I got nothing, bro. Got <laughs> very deep. Um, and then um, going, goes on talking about theological uh, truths, which is not necessarily equal to theological virtues, but we have faith, hope, and charity. In, in as Catholics, we, we know that this place of these three um, are things that people should see in us um, traits that uh, make others be like, I want what that person mm -hmm. has. Mm -hmm. um, what is the, uh, look at how they love each other. Is that's, um, I don't remember if it, it is from scripture, but the first uh, Christian um, communities, that's, that's what defined them or uh, set them aside aside from other religious communities is because they they loved each other so much mm -hmm. anyways um to start uh, wrapping it up um so the 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 goal of all these lineaments that saint john henry newman presents um is that of building your e ethical character um And, and cultivate the intellect. And again, this is in a setting of a university. It's uh, the, the forming of the mind rather than the dispensation of information. Um, and and it, it does make a point. It, it brings it back because it had been talking about the, the atheist. It says that they, these can be, the gentleman can be seen within the pale of the church and without it. So, It opens it up for everybody, so everybody can can be a, a gentleman. They can exist anywhere. There's doesn't matter their religious affiliation. Which, again, um, it's good good news, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, it talks about um, how the gentlemen are going to form the ball ideal, and um, and I had to look up this word. And apparently the ball ideal means uh, a person or thing representing the highest possible standard of excellence in a particular respect. So mm -hmm. it, it, if we conduct ourselves to, to be a, um, the ball ideal of, of, a, of a gentleman, we are aiming at the highest possible standard of what it means to be a man. And mm -hmm. I think that is... A, a really, really good goal to have as a man in life to say, I am going to be the highest possible standard of excellence when it comes to be a father, when it comes to be uh, a husband, a brother, a friend, um, an employee, a parishioner, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you do with your life. Um, be the best, the possible, uh, the possible best, I guess. At that. At that, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I really liked. Um, even though it's pretty heavy, you know, reading John Henry Newman is not for the faint of heart, as you kind of like. It's dense. It's dense. It's pretty dense because it's written in old English, right? I mean, um, but. If if you want to bring it back a little bit more for something that's a little bit more digestible, um, 
The Catholic Gentleman is a great book by Sam Guzman. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes not necessarily into exactly the same topics, but it's a good way of con- contextualizing it to today. Because again, this was written, and it all, all of this really still applies what what Henry Newman wrote. Um, but obviously, circumstances have changed dramatically from when it, when it first was written. But mm-hmm. the Catholic Gentleman by Sam Guzman, it's it's a really good uh, um, cup of tea, you know, on a on a world that's like covered in soda right now. So I I'd suggest people take on a, a world read it. that is covered in soda. <laughs> yeah. You said soda like like pop pop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's a good it's a good um a context. Um. Uh, if if this because this is when I first started reading the outline, I'm like, all righty, this is big boy stuff right here. <laughs> but it really brought me back to when I first read the Sam Guzman book book because it really brings it home uh on a lot uh better context level at least for me. Yeah, no. it's an easy read. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's to super read. short too. You can read it in a couple of days. You mm-hmm. can also check out the Catholic Gentleman uh, podcast. I mm-hmm. think that he has a podcast mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, in a blog, uh, pretty yeah. good content there. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Stuff. No, I'm, um, I was just gonna say that. <clears throat> I mean, it's a. Uh, I've n- I've never read the definition of a gentleman by uh, Cardinal Cardinal Newman, um, but it's. You know, one of the things that I take away from it is that, you know, you don't, obviously, like all three of us are Catholic and we want to be gentlemen to our wives, to, to our kids and to everyone that we, that we meet, mm-hmm. but it, do, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be Catholic to be a gentleman, you know? Nope. Right. You know, we're just called to be good humans mm-hmm. to each other, to everyone that we meet. Um, we may have different ideals from people that don't share the, our same views, but we're still called to, to, to respect like, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So that's one of like the main things that I, that I take from it, you know, just be a good human. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of, uh, one of, one of the things that I talk to my uh, friends who are not, who are not religious, who are very secular. And I think I, I have a, a, a guy that you, that I used to work with who we like, kind of like talked about parenthood quite a bit because he has a son who is around the age of Emilio. Um, and he's like, I just want to make my goal in life for my son to be a decent human being. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that is, that is a good goal to have as a parent. Just like, I want to do these things. So my son is not an a-hole, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in our case, we're like, we want to take our kids to heaven. Exactly. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think it's funny at the end of, uh, of, of it all, it just says that um, it gives an example how um, Basil and Julian were fellow students at the School of Athens. It calls it the Saint Basil. Um, and it, one of them became a saint and doctor of the church and the other her scoffing and relentless foe. So one was a heretic and the other became a saint. So not, not because you are in the, in the same school or the same university means that you are going to um, end up the same way. So the choice is yours. Um, Make, make the decision. Maybe this hopefully helps you to 
uh, whoever is listening to to say, I can I can do a little bit better, you know, I can uh, strive to high uh, for uh, aim for that high standard, right? Um, how am I going to uh, show excellence in in mm-hmm. what I am as a human being? Um, it's all about magnanimity, baby. La- magnanimity. Language is another big one. Language, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Language, yes, yes. clothing. I mean, there's so many ways, you know, like being educated in terms of like, okay, reading the classics, listening to classical music, you know, cultivating cu- yourself. cultivating yourself and and growing your soul and your intellect, so you can offer it to somebody. Not 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 so you can keep it for yourself. So you can share an interesting conversation in a beer and a, or a cup of coffee with somebody and be mm-hmm. like, I would love to talk to you again. Play a game of chess. Play a game of chess, mm-hmm. which we haven't, we haven't done. done that in a yeah. while. You know what's funny? Like the kids like messed with my chess set, so they lost like a few pawns. Mm. I need to buy another one. Yeah, my, my little one is getting into the chess set right now. He, When your little one is, molars are coming in, mm-hmm. you pretty much let him play with whatever Anything they want. Anything he wants, yeah. But yeah. he's he's been pretty good <laughs> with it. Yeah, we need to play chess again. Yeah. So. I'll watch you guys. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Um, all right. I think that's as best as we are going to get. And we are getting uh, around the time where we need to wrap, wrap it, up. it up. So we're just uh, going to thank you for listening to this episode of Arbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, uh, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. You can uh, send us an email, um, prayer intentions to hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. And um, on YouTube as well, Barbatos Catholic Podcast. And we don't have video of us yet. You can play the audio with the still image. But, um, you know, sometime soon we will show our handsome faces in the YouTubes. Um, but until then, let's learn as KC. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time. <laughs>